Welcome back to Onward. My name is B. And my name is Jacob. It has been a long time. It has. Um, how are you feeling coming back? Um, well, good. Yes, generally speaking, I am well. Yeah. Um, just busier than ever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird, honestly. I, um, you know, basically had three three weeks just at my house. Yeah. Doing what I could, uh, starting with a crazy winter storm, you know. Yeah. Um, but now um, it's like spring is really here, yeah. and you know, being a teacher, the last two months are always kind of kind of crazy, anyways. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just feel like uh, sometimes can't catch up, mm -hmm. but like, mm, it's not it's not too bad to be honest. So I'm doing all right. Yeah. How about That's you? Good. I'm doing okay. It felt like I was missing a limb without <laughs> without onward. Yes. It was like, man, it was like, what do I do every Saturday morning now? Well, I work now, but that's besides the point. Um, how, how was being, uh, have you guys ever been like stuck at home for long periods of time with the dogs or was this the first time where y'all were just like, always home all the time that they experience um i mean you know a year ago march mm, 2020 oh, yeah. april 2020 um that was sort of the last time yeah so um i mean the dogs loved it when we were here obviously mm -hmm. um they thought something was strange like what's going on mm -hmm. right uh we were able to walk them and stuff every day and so um and we try our best to walk them every day obviously but um, you know, we just got to pay more attention to them and, uh, the dogs loved it. So then, um, when we started going back to work, they were like, Hey, wait, what, what's happening? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, they loved it and, uh, I'm sure they miss it. Yeah. I always forget that a year ago we had that initial lockdown because I, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop working. Right. Um, you know, just to, uh, we were working at that plant store. I don't know. You weren't there when, when COVID hit, right? You were away. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I always like look back and like hearing people talk about like, yeah, quarantine. I was like, I never actually had quarantine. I had to keep, I remember, uh, cleaning out my room to move, uh, in next week, actually, uh, I found the paper that our manager gave us, which we were supposed to show the police if we got pulled over for being out. It was like a, a paper that was saying we're allowed to be out and we're allowed to be going to work because we were quote unquote essential. Oh, I was just yeah. like, wow, that was such a weird time. You know, like why is a, I don't know. It, it, it felt very Texan to me that a, a plant store was essential. It felt, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it definitely was a weird time, mm -hmm. um, and I remember people having those, like, slips, those notes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it felt like being back in school again when it's, like, when you have a note from your teacher that you're allowed to be out and about in the hallway yeah. and stuff like that, like a restroom pass or a hallway pass or something, uh, and so that is interesting, but, uh, yeah, I mean... My only guess that the plant store was open as essential was like because it has 
food or like yeah i think it, that like, was their excuse. you can grow vegetables and yeah. stuff i guess that's i don't know but, but yeah our vegetables take like a month to two months to produce anything because right. they're so yeah right but or starting um, from seed that's going to take even longer so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well since we've been gone uh in a way we i've i've had some interesting things happen Mm-hmm. Uh, I've made, I've discovered for the first time in my young life, uh, bread bowls. I don't know if you've ever, have you have have you had a bread bowl before? I, I have, I have. I can't tell you the last time I had a bread bowl, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to hear your experience. <laughs> well, for a while I had wanted to try it, and I had just never gotten around. I was always afraid because it's like, how is a loaf of bread going to contain so much soup? I, I didn't think it was safe, uh, clean, uh, or efficient, uh, but upon being very hungry after the uh, winter storm, Zoe and I went to a popular bakery chain, uh, and I picked up a bread bowl. Instead of soup, I got mac and cheese, which was a very, very good idea. and that thing fed me the entire day. That was all I had to eat that day. I got it around lunchtime. I ate the mac and cheese. I had a little bit of bread. I just kept snacking on that bread the entire day until it was all gone. Mm. No dishes, just bread. Bread bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. A lot of carbohydrates there. Oh, yeah. And very yeah. filling. Mm-hmm. Very filling. So Definitely not something that you should do unless you're trying to pasta load. Ah, for sure. The carbo load. Yeah. Is the bread bowl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with I, the mac and cheese, with that extra. I've kind of, just with it, this whole year being so crazy and my mind is so full of information and all kinds of useless stuff or whatever, <laughs> I can't, I'm having trouble remembering what a bread bowl experience is like. So I think I'm going to go get one. You should. You've inspired me to go get one. So I'll go try and get a bread bowl. I'm actually trying to gain weight right now, oh, wow. so I'm I am doing some, uh, you know, high calorie intake, uh, nice. lots of protein, stuff like that, carbohydrates, you know. That's pretty cool. So uh, that might help, maybe. It might. It? Yeah, yeah, it might. Um, have you had any special food experiences lately? Yeah. Oh, uh, hmm, special food experiences. I do have a special food experience, uh, and it might segue us into talking about the winter storm. Awesome. Uh, because we had to boil snow. Yeah. And we used snow to make mac and cheese. <laughs> so you brought up the bread bowl with mac and cheese. Uh, yeah, I made snow-melted, boiled mac and cheese. Wow. So, snow mac and cheese. So, that was interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, it tasted pretty much the same that's good honestly so it i don't know what the fuss was about really i mean there was a lot of snow just just boil it i I mean yeah our water systems and electricity should be working normally but i mean come on that's just a bit too perfect in a world like this no come on right Sorry, I'm being passive aggressive now. <laughs> That's okay. That's what this show's always been about. It, it, slightly. <laughs> it's like 
bordering sarcasm and yeah. passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, I uh, boiled some snow to make some mac and cheese. And uh, nine out of ten stars. That's cool. Honestly. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Good. I, I personally didn't boil snow mm. just because, you know, pollution and acid rain and, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's cool. Um, I did. That's not true, actually. My mom boiled snow and I tried to drink it. Uh, but it had like, I can't even like describe the flavor. We actually didn't pour it out until yesterday. We still had it. We forgot because we had it in water bottles yeah. <laughs> next to the microwave and yeah. we just totally forgot about it. Yeah. Um, but no, it's been, you know, I mean, this, the snow was cool. This was, sure. it yeah. was my first real snow day. I mean, I had, a, we had snow back in 2016 um, but it was, it was our first, or it was my first real snow day. I've never experienced snow more than like an inch off the ground. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. No, I mean the snow was cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone's really disputing that. Mm. The devastation that occurred because of the storm. Not so Not much. cool. Yeah. Very much not cool. Um, don't like that. So. Yeah. We just wanted to make sure. No, we're, we're covering sure. our bases here. Yeah, you know, that, that was uh, awful. We're we not pro <laughs> devastation um, or displacement of homes. No, we are very pro snow, though. Yeah, yeah. pro snow. Pro snow. Um, man, I just cannot wait to get out of Texas. Oh yeah, do tell. Keep I, I, you know, I mean, it's just like it's gonna be a couple of years. But like life is our my Zoe and our our track is is on we're on track right now, for the most part to be out in a couple of years fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm personally I'm moving out. Uh, I won't say the city on on air, um, but I am moving out next Friday, mm. uh, which is exciting. It was gonna be this Friday, uh, but you know stuff got moved back. But yeah, it's exciting. It'll be my first time living on my own, my first apartment. Uh, it'll be pretty cool. I hope it's in a a, a friendly city, which is nice. Uh, so I don't know. It's exciting. It's scary. Uh, I'm really nervous, but I'm really uh, I'm really happy that I'm gonna have my own space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, thinking back to the first apartment I had um, out of my parents' house. I, um, yeah, I did find it, uh, a little scary, mm -hmm. but you get used to it pretty quickly. Um, and the scary part really, I think comes when you, you don't, you just don't want to mess anything up, yeah. you know, you don't want to, it's, that's what I think was scary was like, I'm like scared to mess any of this up. I'm scared to, um, you know basically have to now totally watch my safety you mm -hmm. know um have to take care of my things not burn the house down things yeah. like that so um uh, yeah i think you'll be just fine but um that is a very exciting and uh yeah. very excited for you thank you thank mm -hmm. you um i think the biggest challenge that i'm having right now is figuring out exactly how i'm gonna get all my stuff uh from my house to an apartment 
because I drive a little Nissan Altima. There's no way I can fit a dresser in there. Uh, that truck is big, but not that big. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm looking at U-Hauls, but it's a long, longish drive. So it's like, do I really want to pay that much? You know, like their U-Hauls are cheap, but you know, the longer you you have it, the more expensive it's going to get. Right. Um, I don't know. Moving is just. I've moved multiple times in my life, but I've never done it by myself. I've never been in charge of the move. Ah, yes. So. Moving's not fun, I can tell you that. Um, yeah. I would say if you have a lot of stuff and you have it in boxes and stuff, mm-hmm. use either a colored marker or a colored uh, tape mm-hmm. and distinguish what rooms mm. these things go in. So like if this is a kitchen box, clearly mark it as a kitchen box. Don't just like, like a lot of people write it with like black Sharpie kitchen, but mm-hmm. it's like I find that the color coordination actually helps more so when you get to the new place because gotcha. then you're just got you know you just have your stuff in the right place you're mm-hmm. like okay you're bringing it up the steps or whatever into the door and you're like where does this go you don't have to think about it because boom you're like Perfect. this means kitchen this means living room this means garage whatever mm-hmm. i know it's apartment but you know yeah. um another tip that is always a solid i've moved hold on let me count this <laughs> I have moved seven times in my life Um, and that's just from adulthood Mm -hmm. and now some of these moves were like down the road but still it's moving packing up and moving into a whole different apartment or house right so um, this is always a winner this is a great tip set aside a box that is called the uh, the 24-hour box you can call it the 48-hour box. Yeah. But it's all the things that you need immediate access to or might need immediate access to during that move. Because, you know, you'll pack up your stuff, you'll move, and you you might not unpack everything that day. Yeah. You just won't. I don't know any psychopaths that are like that, you know? There's probably some people like that. But most average people, they unpack over, like, a week or so, you know, just slowly get things. Some people, it takes them a few months, but that's to each their own, right? Uh, but the 24-hour box is like to make sure that you know, okay, anything I might need during this crazy move is right there. So that's what I got for you. Thank you. That's a that's a good tip, uh, especially since the day after I will start a 30-hour work weekend so yeah that, no, you're gonna definitely be, need it yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure for sure oh. I uh I helped my uh, brother and uh, sister-in-law move this weekend oh yeah they moved out of their apartment into their first house so you know a lot of firsts here that's exciting you know yeah. uh and so helped him move um and we use the same system of like putting things in different corners, putting mm-hmm. things like where they belong, stuff like that. It just makes it a lot easier. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I am eventually going to have to move out of this house. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I hate moving. But it is what it is, right? So, yeah. 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 No, I mean, it would. I don't even live here. And thinking about you moving out of this house is actually really sad because it's such a beautiful house. It feels like it's part of us now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, 
whenever I think of Jacob and Olivia, I associate, you know, the cottagecore house. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, people have recognized the wood walls uh, in my Zoom meetings now. Mm. They're like, oh, you're in that room. <laughs> it's like, you've never been to my house. <laughs> but they know this room. Uh, and so, yeah, it will be sad. Um, but we still have a year. We are here nice. for one more year at least. So, wow. Well, do you have a plan? Like, or do you have any we idea? We don't have a plan yet. Gotcha. Um, we think we know what we're going to do. We're kind of, we're like a half plan. Mm. We'll think of it as a plan without an execution. Like, we don't have the the how or the what yet, but we know kind of where we're, where we're going. So. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Moving house, two stars. Yeah. Honestly. Two out of ten. Not five, two out of ten. Wow. It's, I mean, sometimes it can be really nice, mm. but if we're talking about just the process of moving, mm-mm. yeah, yeah, that's not fun. No one likes that. That's why you hire people to move, or you call all your friends with big trucks, <laughs> which in Texas is quite easy. Yeah. Um, get a lot of people involved. Just be like, hey, I got pizza. <laughs> yes. I got wings. Come over. Yeah. And they, don't even tell them you're moving. Just be like, yeah, come over. <laughs> Having a pizza party. They come over. And they're like, hey, guys, uh, can you help me move some boxes? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't even tell funny. them. Don't even let them know. Just put it off as a party. <laughs> and then be like, yeah, we're going to move these boxes, though. Mm-hmm. It's a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a party game. That would... <laughs> Who I... can move the most boxes? <laughs> I think if I did that to my close group of friends, they would do it. They would not be happy with me. Just oh, no one would be happy. They're very lazy people. We all are. Yeah. So it's like, you know. But, but they're friends. So they're friends. it's yeah. like part of friendship is tricking people, tricking into, people into being <laughs> your friends. No, I'm just kidding. No, that is toxic. That's not real. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't do that. The, the only problem is, is like... All my friends are gay people, so none of them have trucks. Um, the ones that do is drive. that exclusive? I, I, yes. I just want to know. Is that a is yeah. that a thing? You, okay. it, there's a very small. I have one gay friend that has a truck. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, out of all my gay friends, one gay friend that has a truck. Can I ask about? Uh, would you like to share small details about your gay friend to see if my thesis is correct? Ooh. Because. Okay. Well, you want to know about. Uh, about him as a person? Okay, yeah. Or... No, no, no. Actually, oh. you just answered it. I just answered yeah, it. Got so you. I was, I was wrong. Uh, I got I was, you. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Um, it, it, it is a small truck. I will okay. say that. It's is not it? like a big honking truck. That makes sense. It's like, you know, one of those small, um, what are they? Ford Rangers or Toyota uh, I know Tacoma, Nissan's the, got a small truck. Nissan. I don't know much it's about It's something. Trucks. It's just one of those, you know, single cab, gotcha. small trucks. Okay. It's not this big honking, you know, blow smoke kind of yeah. truck. Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. I mean, neutral. I'm, I mean, it is what it is, It right? is what it is, yeah. 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 Uh, but no, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I think other than uh, Texas, most of the time... Gay people, if they do drive, if they drive, aren't going to have a truck. From my personal experience. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. There's do you want to theorize, like, why that might be? Uh, I, I 
first looks, uh, just I don't, I just Aesthetic. don't think, yeah, I just don't think gay people are gonna want to look at a truck. Okay. Um, second of all, the association sure. of people who drive trucks. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, not that it's always this uh, type yeah. of person, but typically right. truck drivers, truck men drivers are toxic masculinity kind of yeah. complex and stuff like that not always no not, not always. always just not always. uh in my humble experience uh that tends to be the case um and then also i would say trucks are associated with kind of being uh not efficient yeah. you know really uh polluting mm-hmm. things like that uh and so um not that being gay and caring about the environment is totally <laughs> exclusive. I yeah. just think maybe they're pretty. There's pretty some kind of yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's okay. Cover our bases. One of here. us one of us is gay. It's okay, Jake. Okay. You're wow. Good. Uh. It's okay. Recently I've discovered um I I don't know if you were I don't know if you're too old. Oh. But wow. Did, I know. I hate to say Starting it. Starting on thin ice. <laughs> I don't know if you ever experienced uh bionicles. Yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. Recently I've learned that uh bionicles are seen as trans culture. And, you know, looking looking back at my past, I'm like, yes, they are, for sure. I can see that. Because it's like the whole, I wish I could, I should have refreshed myself on it, but I didn't think about it before coming. Aren't the pieces, like, transferable? Yes. And that's you, the whole point? You can mix and match. The whole, like, plot of it is that they're wearing masks, so it's like... You know? And wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. And they're all right. pretty much all of them are just like genderless, just um, you know creatures, whatever the hell they are. They're pretty much just like bionicles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That was cool because like I loved bionicles growing up. So it was like wow. I this is something that I can. I will say I to. think. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think you're right mm-hmm. that I was just a, I was just like on the cusp of yeah. being too old to play with Bionicles. Yeah. Because they got really popular. And like when I was playing with um, action figures and toys like that TV show, wasn't it a TV show? It was, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there was then a movie, right? Mm-hmm. That, didn't, all of them. that didn't really exist or at least wasn't popularized yeah. until I was probably past the age of playing with them mm. so and i don't think i got any until after my brother and i experienced the media of it mm. so i think that's where and then i feel like that's where it kind of that's kind of how it goes you know, yeah so. um i think they're still going i don't know i don't really peruse the toy aisle anymore well, i don't know i did hear on this topic i did hear that um there is a wave of um Basically making the toy aisles and stores um, genderless again. Oh, awesome. And instead of splitting them, you that's, know, that's to like great. boy and girl, right? Uh, which is great mm-hmm. because that's how it used to be. Histor- <laughs> historically, that's, really? that's how toys worked. Wow. Um, boys used to play with uh, pretty little dolls just like girls would play with pretty little dolls. And then they would also be able to play with typically uh more masculine toys uh like swords or guns or Mm -hmm. whatever you know uh and so 
I'm not saying real swords and guns. I'm saying fake swords and guns. Yeah. Uh, And so for a long time, toys were this genderless thing. It was just, oh, yeah, kids like toys. Kids play with toys. That's it. There was no, like, boys play with this. Girls play with this. Until about the 70s, I believe, when there was a start of switch with um, media really taking off, like Mm. movies and TV shows, and they just decided they being they as they always are they whoever mm. they are right yeah. um decided that to make more money to sell more we're going to advertise these things for boys these things for girls um and that kind of started out and then really really took off and got really separated like we grew up with in ni- in the 90s because of computers and video games so um, video games, and still very much this, we're riding this consequence of this, um, mm-hmm. is that video games were like only marketed to boys. Mm-hmm. Computers were only marketed to boys. And the idea was that it's like, well, only boys can really understand them and grow up to be a computer scientist. You know, that's kind of the overarching theme behind that. Mm-hmm. And then girls, well, you know, it was kind of this pushback on, you know, in the 80s, you see divorce rates skyrocket. Well, it's not because um, all these people are all of a sudden um, uh, not marrying, you know, the right people and stuff like that. I guess that is true in a sense, but it was because feminism really is starting to take foothold and really, uh, you know, get some traction behind it. As women are getting more opportunities in workplaces, right? Mm-hmm. And so now that women are independent, they are not stuck in toxic relationships. Yeah. And so that's why the divorce rates start to skyrocket then. And so it's like now a woman can be, you know, uh, anything she wants to be. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like this pushback about like, no, you're supposed to play with dolls. You're supposed to play with these like kitchen style toys and stuff like that and it's like ridiculous america right so uh anyways um you know we still have that divide uh that exists in computer technologies and video games where uh um you know boys and uh men who game they'll be so rude and mean Mm. to to women and girl gamers and it's just like the only reason they're still mean is because of this, you know, this consequence of all this, like, propaganda or advertisement towards them before, mm-hmm. saying that it's only for you. So, <sighs> anyways, rant over, but <laughs> all of that to say that I did see a headline about this new wave of, like, you know, just mixing all the toys, mm-hmm. no gen- gender, uh, even trying to decrease the color psychology nice. so like less pink less pink blue. less blue you know making it more kind of just um just one big gray one <laughs> big isle of gray just oh my god you know how in the in the future like you know there's like movies and yeah shows where it's just everyone's wearing gray uh-huh. gray yeah. looks good on everybody i'm on you're wearing gray i'm right already now. like prepped for that like go in my closet and you'll be like dude this guy's living in the future so i'm ready for the gray wave i'm ready for it so <laughs> that reminds me of that 
uh, one SpongeBob episode where they where everything was just like shiny metal. Was that out of? Did you did that connect at all? So this is a hot topic in our household because I I did catch SpongeBob. Mm. I I didn't catch the depth of it though. So like okay. I caught like maybe the first or two second season, and then there's like a lot of SpongeBob. Yeah. There's so much SpongeBob. I never saw the movies, anything like that. And so, like, I remember the original, like, couple episodes or whatever, and that's about it. And Olivia always, like, makes cross-references and then looks at me and then notices that it doesn't hit, and she's just so disappointed. She's like, ah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was outside. I, I, okay. I was playing Pokemon. All right. <laughs> All right. Ooh. All right. Now I really struck a chord. Dude, I'm sorry. No. Do you, oh my God, dude. Can we talk about Pokemon for a second? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Did you catch the news? I don't know if you're connected to Pokemon at all, but like when we were apart, uh, there was like some huge Pokemon news. Oh no. Okay. Um, do you play Diamond and Pearl? They're remaking Diamond and Pearl, uh, which is what a lot of people have wanted for a long time. Okay. Um, it's a one-to-one remake, uh, but it's like, it looks better, uh, but it's pretty much going to be the same game. Uh, nothing's really changed, uh, which is fine. I feel like that's a, a really good adaptation of, I mean, you know, it's just a nice, a smoother 3D uh, DS game on the Switch. I think it'll run a lot better. Um, I wish people would stop complaining about it because it's literally exactly what people have been hounding the, co- the company for for so long. Um, but uh, that was one of three games that they announced uh, like two weeks ago. Um, Pokemon Snap. Uh, did you play the original Pokemon Snap? Loved it. Yeah. It's coming back on the 30th. Oh. Brand new. It looks so good. Uh, what system is this? This is the DS the Switch or the it's, Switch. Yeah, all of it's going to be on the Switch. Okay, so I'm currently living in <laughs> the two the early two thousands because I know I have a Game Boy Color. Oh. I know it works. Okay, but I can't find it, mm. and so thus I'm living in the early two thousands where you're just like, where did my Game Boy go? Yeah, it's somewhere in this house. And I will leave no book unturned <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to cool. try and find it. Yeah, is the turquoise one. Oh and so, God. like, I know it works, and I just need to get a, a Pokemon game cartridge if I can. I uh, have uh, yeah. Pokemon Blue. If, oh. When you find it, if you would like to borrow it Yo, to play it. Let's go. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I might just have to get the Switch then if, I, you if, should. if we're talking about this kind of development. I did not yeah. hear this news. And now I'm very excited. So yes. that's great. That's great news. Yeah. Um, real quick, third game comes out next year. It's called Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's about Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, like that region, the Sinnoh region, mm-hmm. but ancient times. So, uh, oh. it's completely open world, uh, it's a Breath of the Wild-esque video game, uh, Pokemon okay. game, which is what Sword and Shield could have been, but it wasn't, um, really exciting, I mean, it just looks like, like, you, the battles look seamless, I mean, you, it, there's no, like, loading or anything, you just walk up to a Pokemon and you start battling, Battle. it's so cool, Love I, it. 
if you get the chance and if you're interested, uh, you should definitely look at the trailers because they look so cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna look at the trailers. You definitely uh, should. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds fun. Um, I've gotten back into video games. What have like you been for? Playing? Well, for a while, I wasn't playing video games well, because <sighs> I still feel like there's some kind of manipulation machine that's like, no, why are you playing video games? You need to be working mm-hmm, yeah. and focusing on, you know, your work and your career and stuff like that. And like, I can do both actually. Yes. And I can actually do both productively. Mm-hmm. Um, games... Of course, there's an addiction to games. If you are playing 40 hours a week of gaming, yeah, that might be different. If that's your job, I'm not, hey, I'm not going to be that guy that's like, that's not a job. Hey, some people do that for 40 hours a week and get paid to do it. That is definition of a job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but now, if your work gets affected by your gaming relationship that's different i play video games to calm down to chill out Mm -hmm. just kind of take my mind off things right i have been playing um well i was playing star wars battlefront 2 online uh i was i was crushing it that was fun Mm -hmm. um but i have this relationship with games where i'll like play it non-stop for like three or four months and then move on to another one Mm -hmm. and then come back to the first one and then go back, you know, and I just kind of move around, right? Uh-huh. Um, I've been actually playing, I, I'm not very good, but I've been playing Call of Duty with nice. my uh, brother and my friends online. Because it's like that game that you can play online with yeah. your friends, you know, it's kind of whatever. Uh, and so, not very good, but uh, it's still fun, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I will say I'm not a huge fan of those style of games. Right. Because they just feel too real. Like... Like, yeah. with the Star Wars one, like, yeah, I'm shooting guns, but these are fictional yeah. characters. Like, it's just easier to detach from that, because more fantastical. Whereas this is like, yo, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, I was, what, what was I playing the other day? I was playing... Um, Now I'm just thinking about what I was playing. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been playing PGA, which is so boring. What's like, PGA? It's golf. Oh, like, wow. Some people are like, that's so boring. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I love it. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I'm boring. I love it. Uh, <clears throat> PGA is fun. Um, Olivia got Paradise City. Oh. You remember that racing game? No. It's, it's pretty don't. cool. I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, it sounds cool, though. It's fun, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. I need a new game to play. Yeah. And um, I was looking for my Game Boy because I was like, dude, I just want to take it to school and just flex (laughs) on all my students. Be like, yo, freaking noobs. (laughs) (laughs) Ever seen this? It's older than you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be so funny. I've seen, I've seen TikToks of people like looking at Game Boys and like people around my age. And like not knowing what a Game Boy is, and it's sad, isn't it? It I mean, is. Well, maybe you remember. The, oh, Game Boy Advance. That's what it was. Where mm. it was like kind of like this uh, oval shape. Okay. Do you remember that? I actually. They I never have, had. A they Game didn't Boy. make a whole lot of those. Oh, okay. 
You never had a Game Boy? I never, no, I came, like, right after. Mm. I came right as, uh, I got the Nintendo DS. That was my first handheld. Sure. So, just, like, if I had just been born a couple years earlier, I probably would have gotten one. Mm. But I had that, I had experiences with Game Boys. I just never had my own. Let me just tell you story time. Okay. Uh, and some of our listeners are going to get this, some of them might not. Um, but this is nostalgic hour. So... I grew up with the Game Boys that were like the size of uh, a Texas instrument calculator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. real big. Uh, these are just two-handed. Two you can't play this one-handed for sure. This is like a, a block, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and then came um, this... <laughs> Alright, so the problem was always that you have your Game Boy... And you're on a road trip or you're in, you know, uh, a dark room or something and you can't really play it because the screens back then didn't light up. Mm. They were just, you know, using the um, ambient or environmental light, right? Gotcha. So they came out with this plug-in. It was a lamp for your Game Boy. Oh my God. Just imagine that. Imagine how that's something I grew up with playing. Like, you plug it in and it's a lamp. Like, oh my god. For your Game Boy, okay? It was lit. It was so cool. I felt so, like, hip. I was like, this is the future, y'all. Not ever in my mind thinking that a screen should just light up. Never even occurred to me. I didn't think about it. I was like, no, that's not gonna happen. That's like at least 100 years from now. And then the 2000s happened, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And everything changed. Uh And that's why old people can't handle what's happening right now. They just don't get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. They just don't get it. They don't even know how Google works. And it's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. I tried to explain Google to, um, or even just social media to somebody the other day, uh, a boomer. We'll just just call him that. I mean, that is... Factual, factual information, uh, relatable to the story. And I was like, so when you go on Google and you search for something, it's also going to cross-reference all your other searches. Mm, Yeah. Okay. All your previous searches. Okay. So yes, you might search for something and I might search for something at the same time as you, and we might get different Google page results. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, no, I don't think so. I was like, literally, though, that's how it works. And I also was trying to explain how there's this rabbit hole effect. If you click on something, right? Let's say you click on a headline that's pretty sensational. It's like extreme. Mm-hmm. The next thing that it will um, recommend for you will be more extreme. It won't be less extreme. <laughs> It will be more extreme. So how it works is that they're trying to use your your biology, your uh, basically neuroscience to get you addicted to the next thing. So if it's like working off of hype, if you click on something sensational, they're not going to recommend the Associated Press. <laughs> they're going to recommend something that is more sensational or at least on the same level of sensation as what you clicked. And so that's how people get stuck in this rabbit hole effect of the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And so it's quite interesting. Whereas like 
the opposite is somewhat true as well, that if you click first on the Associated Press, which is supposed to be, I, obviously I'm just one man, I don't know everything, supposed to be the standard of journalistic integrity mm. in North America, right? That's what it's supposed to be, okay? Yeah. Uh, so if you click on that, then you can expect that most of the things that are going to be recommended to you next or on that website are going to be in the same ballpark of credibility as well, right? And so it's quite interesting uh, how all this works and how people just don't understand um, that your alternative quote-unquote news can be totally fabricated. It could be coming from someone who's not even in the country. You know, it could be coming from someone who's totally never been to America, never stepped foot here, doesn't actually care if the story's real or not, just creating something mm -hmm. to, what it, uh, you know, troll or to create some kind of inflated hype, right? And so mm -hmm. uh, that's why I don't, I don't blame the boomers necessarily. I feel bad for them, but at the same time, I'm like, Y'all kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. Y'all, y'all did some bad stuff, and you're not really—they're not even interested in taking accountability. Mm -hmm. That's what is the problem for me. They're right. like, they're like, they're just like, well, this is just the world. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be like. I don't know. We could talk all day about that, we could. but I just wanted to share a little bit about my philosophy <clears throat> of technology use. Is that these people don't even understand it. Yeah. So when we say fake news, fake news, fake news at them, they don't have a reference for what that is. Mm -hmm. Because they used to read newspapers. They used to read books. And all of this at the touch of a finger, mm -hmm. how could it be fake? How could it be, you know? Right. They don't, yeah. It just doesn't compute. Not at all. No. I wish we could do like parental controls for our parents and grandparents. You know, like how, uh, I don't know if you ever got parental controls, but with at my toxic household with my father and stepmother, I had extreme parental controls on my phone, hmm. um, and I wish I could do that for my grandparents, and some most of the time also my parents, so I could just be like, if they're going to click on a Fox News article, I'm going to have to put in my password, if I, ha I get to decide if they should. No, uh, I know that's like gotcha. not... It, I'm mostly joking, uh, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could help filter. I wish I could just like pick out the the not correct stuff that they're consuming. You know. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's a really complex yeah. thing. I, I I don't know what the answer is really. There I, isn't. Yeah, I just I gotta. Know. I'm sure there is some. Somebody's got one, and it's gonna change the world for yeah. the better. But until then, yeah. I don't know. Um, I was going to show you the Game Boy Advance. Later. Yes. That's yeah. what it, yeah. So, Those okay. are pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the first TV you remember? The first TV? Yeah. Like if you could think of like physical? the first TV you remember in your household or just earliest memory of a TV. The, the earliest memory of the TV, it's definitely not the first TV we had, but it is the one that I remember the furthest back. It was a little box TV that we had in the house I grew up in. We had the the kitchen, uh, and then there like the wall, the the like western 
facing wall had a little cutout for like a little bar area. Uh, and then there was like a, a playroom, as we would call it, mm-hmm. on the other side of that wall. So there mm-hmm. was a little thing. We had a little box TV sitting in the in that cutout. So you could, you know, you're in the kitchen, you could watch the weather or cartoons or something, uh, eating breakfast, you know. That's the earliest. I don't, I don't know brand or what even. It's just a little box TV just, that had a, just a little I box TV. Yeah. Probably had an antenna. Yeah. On it. Yeah. What about okay. you? Uh, I mean, ours was wood. Oh wow, those are so cool. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Uh, and so it's got the, you know, oven style dials, right? Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> you know, and it would just, you know, like combust or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, ours was like this wood TV. Uh, you know, you've got like what, maybe eleven channels, and it would skip. I, that was always uh, weird to me. It would be like it'd be like two, three, five, <laughs> channel seven. It was like, are they superstitious about even numbers? I I don't know. It was weird. And so um, yeah, that's kind of what I remember as like the first TV in our household. And then of course comes the. More like plastic, rounded, you know, uh, with the glass, uh, you know, box type of TV with the antenna and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember um, moving uh, a friend's TV. I was like maybe nine or so. And I, I wasn't lifting it. I was just remember them moving. Mm-hmm. And my dad and his dad are move, rolling this big honking tv and i was like that is the coolest tv i've ever seen and you know it's probably like 45 or 50 inches which is about average now or so uh but it's just this huge block right and it's <laughs> it's it's got like the whole box behind it and it's on a box itself and then you look inside and it's just this one big like mirror and stuff like that i just remember tvs being so interesting back yeah. then like old tvs are very interesting they objects. are yeah and the new tvs they're like two pounds and they're <laughs> yeah. they're like 90 inches wide and you're like oh my gosh wow. if you if you blow hard enough on it it'll fall it'll over. fall over yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which honestly that's how i like my tvs i like skinny tvs skinny tvs it's, wow oh, yeah okay so now we're that's, getting into not to body shame TVs. Uh, yeah body shame the tv <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, do you prefer larger TVs? Um, Width-wise. I would say it's kind of like an inverted U curve. So, like, I don't uh, like too small of TVs, obviously. Uh, who does, right? right? Right. It's not like anyone's like, yeah, I'm going to play games on a 19-inch TV. Like, we used to do that as a culture. Mm-hmm. We all grew out of it because it sucked. Like, that, that was not fun. So, I think there's like a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I think some TVs are just too big. Just simply too big. And I'm like, that's unnecessary. It's not even enjoyable. Yeah. If like, I'm having to use my peripherals to see the whole screen, why? <laughs> that's that's not even fun, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like that effect of being in the first row at a movie theater. You're like, ah! <laughs> just craning your neck, right? Not fun. You're no. going to miss some Easter eggs on your... Your TV show. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, there's a sweet spot. Yes. Our TV that we have is very nice. We're very, uh, very happy and privileged to have it. It is a flat screen. 
uh, it's like one ounce <laughs> in weight, mm-hmm. 65 inches width. Uh, I think it's perfect. I think that TV size is perfect. I love it. Yeah, um, size TV. But, you know, 32, 40, 50, those are, those yeah. are fine too. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know? and, so, and you know, it's, it's not always about the size. It's, it's, it's about how you, how you how you, you use the, the TV. TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's important. You know, if you have a smaller mm. TV, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I see what's happening here, and uh, I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> Good. So, uh, so what we're saying is width. Width. Not, <laughs> so that's yeah. right. Right. <laughs> Wait, width and depth are the they're the same thing. Are they? I think in this I, context. In this context. Okay. I was thinking width is oh, like I was the thinking, spatial. No. I was talking about. And then depth is the. Okay. You see where I'm going? Front like, Screen to back. That's what I was talking about. I like skinny, you know, screen to back. That that would. That's what I'm talking about with okay. depth. You yeah. know, our TVs gotcha. are like paper thin now. Yeah. Which is crazy cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You remember, you remember when they were trying to make like curved TVs this thing? I, yeah. And it's, then everyone was like, nah. People like, oh God, did you hear that voice crack? Um, Let's, we're gonna it was in that. a different dimension. I, I, <laughs> you're so up. bad, I couldn't hear it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the joy of. Now the coffee's going. Now we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Passive aggressive. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah, they use that for gaming, PC gaming a lot, but that's other, fair. Other I could see that. that. Yeah. I could see that. I think um, they TV companies sort of like pivoted to market towards that after they realized nobody wants a curved TV in their home, you know? Because if you're yeah. on like an L shaped couch yeah. and you're on not the good side, how are you gonna, see, you know, how are you gonna experience any of the TV? Yeah, I don't know. Um, now that said, um, you brought up. Um, PC game uh-huh. or just PC, right? Um, if you could, would you have a PC to game? If that if that was like in your budget, would you do that? I think if I could use the money, if I could if I could pay for it and then just like not even think about it afterwards, yes. Um, I think I don't have a very large desire uh, for PC gaming yet. There's just not really anything that's you know I grew up on. PlayStation and Xbox, um, I, I just don't really have any, I do a little bit on my laptop, just like a tiny bit, uh, just like really slow running games that won't take a whole lot, um, but I, I don't think I will get a PC for, uh, gaming for a while. Um, What's the, uh, what's the hesitancy? What's... I think just because there's not really anything that is PC exclusive that I and like dying to get into. Um, the Switch has pretty much taken up all of my gaming. I barely ever play uh, on my Xbox anymore. Um, just because, I mean, well, also, you know, with COVID, game companies have really slowed down on their production of games, mm-hmm. um, which is probably both good and bad, you know, like good for safety, bad for jobs. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, I think I think I would wait a while just just because I mean the Switch has all I need right now. Uh, I mean, Pokemon, uh, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, uh, Monster Hunter Rise is about to come out. I'm about to like 
play that all the time with my roommate and both of our partners. Yeah. So, um, the reason I bring it up is I follow this. Um, I follow this Reddit thread uh, mm-hmm. called PC Master Race, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a bit of a loaded title, honestly. Yeah. But I I understand the intention. I'm just like, ah, okay. So anyways, um, it's basically just this Reddit, uh, Reddit group that's all about um, just PC being better than consoles and stuff like that. Yeah. Because you can actually use... You know, a controller, you don't have to play with the click and the mouse and everything. You can actually set up a controller with your PC. The graphics card is insane. The processing power is insane. I mean, like, for me, I haven't switched over because it just seems like it's like it's the bells and whistles and it's the efficiency. And for me, with my relationship, my limited relationship to games is I don't need all that right now. Right. I, I just don't have a need for it i understand people who do Mm -hmm. and i understand people who like that uh and whatnot and so that's cool and so i just thought i'd ask yeah yeah no yeah um i mean like i can i have a uh microsoft laptop uh so i can whenever i want to play monster prom i can just like project my laptop onto my xbox and play it like that oh that's cool um but as of right now i just you know, like, maybe eventually, maybe if, if more, if once, you know, games develop more. Uh, yeah. I, I also think about it, like, um, with any technology, with any, literally any idea even, there's early adopters, mm-hmm. and there's late adopters, there's average adopters. So it's like, you know, people who are um, really getting into it now are helping later adopters by right. securing that market so that hopefully the prices get to better yeah. areas. I don't know, because it is a bit expensive to it is. switch over. So, uh, at least to initially start up. But mm. um, but yeah, so we were talking about TVs, uh, and it's been a while since we sat down at this table together. Mm. Uh, we're back, um, but back we have back. a show to talk about, don't we? We do. And what um, is that? We are we're gonna talk about the end of Wandavision. Oh, briefly. You were thinking about that. I oh, th- I feel like we could go from Wandavision to. I was gonna talk about Teletubbies. Oh, were you? Yeah, I okay. was just gonna. Is there a new? I, well, I was just gonna mention that one of my seventh graders had a sick burn the other day, and okay. I don't like to get into the playground, the PE. The, uh, you know, I don't like to break up the lunch fights or anything. No, I'm just kidding. There's no lunch fights at my school. I'm just yeah. saying. They'll get heated arguments and stuff like that. No fist fighting or anything. Okay. They're civil. You know, they use their words. Uh, and one kid, swear to God, said another kid looked like a Teletubby. And I was like, burn notice. Oh, oh my God. I felt so bad for the other kid, obviously. But man, I mean, how do you come back from that? I don't think you can. Man, you know, kids are so mean <laughs> these days. Okay, so I have a thing about this. Kids are mean, <laughs> but they're accurate. You know, yeah, what I mean? yes. like they're really, yeah. it's truthful. Like if a kid tells you you're ugly, I'm sorry. You're uh, mm, Yeah. You're, ug- you're ugly. It's never happened to me. But <laughs> if a kid tells you like your sneakers are whack or something, yeah. your sneakers are whack. I'm sorry. Like that... It, it's just what it is. 
Now, what you do with that information is up to you, obviously. Continue living your life because a child's opinion does not really have that much effect on you. Unless, but Unless you have social anxiety and then it has an entirely that is true. different kind of effect on you. That is true. I, uh, oof. oof, yeah, I know. But kids, man. Like, kid, yeah. it's just better to walk on the other side of the street. Like, just move over. Just, yeah. like, don't even engage with them unless you're paid to. Like, because they will rip you up. Mm-hmm. They'll rip you apart. But when they give you, like, a compliment, that's also accurate. That's so true. So, yeah. it's... It means just as much. Double-edged sword here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm glad we're back to recreating John Mulaney's stand-up. Are we? <laughs> yeah. Did no, he no, have that? Uh, well, oh, yes. He, he that, had that yeah. joke where he's like, uh, I saw an eighth grader or something. But Donald Glover had that joke, Did too. He? Oh, great. Such a cool guy. They both Donald had Glover. that joke where kids are mean, accurate. Uh, but accurate. Yeah. And, uh, and now, now we did it. And now we did it. We're well, I mean, still like secret. an artist, right? Yeah. I mean, they stole it from somebody. Everything. It's 2021. It, Every everything Nothing's is original. Different. Yeah, everything is. It's impossible to. Even if I go bleep glorp, gleep glorp. Yeah. That's not that's, original. Yeah. Someone has said that before. Maybe on a different planet, but maybe it's been done. Yeah. It's everything's, been done. Everything. Everything's been nothing's done. original. So steal like an artist. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right though. <laughs> we were gonna talk about Wandavision, and yeah. You wanna go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, I. I think we left off right when the kids were born, I believe. Oh, spoiler warning. I mean, it's ooh, over. Ooh, yeah, but actually, spoilers. Yeah, skip skip ahead until you don't hear us talking about it. But <laughs> maybe I'll bleep out that part right before. It's just well, static. Yeah. <gasps> wow, how... How fitting. Wow. It's just static. Oh, oh. Mm. I'll that's it. That's those. great. Also yeah. a spoiler, but great. <laughs> okay, so uh, go we, ahead. We we left off around the kids being born. Um, I I don't know how much you know about Wandavision's kids. I know a lot about Wandavision's kids because they are uh, not to sound like a broken record, but they are pretty uh, relevant queer characters in the Marvel comics. Um, so they're important to me because they're cool. Um, but I got so excited when, excuse me, when when they first showed up, um, because it's like it's starting to with them, and then with the pictures of the Hawkeye show and Kate Bishop, it's like we're starting to get Young Avengers or uh, the the sword mm-hmm. thing uh, going. Um, I forgot. I think I forgot what uh, what the name of the team that. Uh, 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 Jimmy Woo. Is it Jimmy Woo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought I got his name wrong for a second. James the, his Woo. team. Uh, I forgot the name of his. It's probably like Atlas or something. But it's cool. It's like a team full of queer characters, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, the kids were my favorite part. I love how they did them. Um, I love, I love, love, love that uh, they decided to put a boner joke in. Uh, you know, that was pretty funny. Agents of Atlas. Agents of Atlas, yeah. Okay, so you left off on the boner joke. Yeah. I'm kind of like, yes, it was funny. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, they brought back... They brought the hit... Fox Quicksilver. Yes. 
and just made him a boner joke. Yeah. I... Do I wish that he could have been there? Yes. I feel like it's wrong to to bring the the X-Men Quicksilver into it. Um, sure. I, I would love Marvel to uh, mix with X-Men finally. Um, I think we're going to get a little bit of that with Deadpool, so. yeah. um, which will be awesome because I love Spider-Man and Deadpool together. Um, but I... I don't know. I just it felt weird, but it was also kind of cool because he's such a great actor for Quicksilver. Um, I think that when no, we saw at the end WandaVision, I don't that post credit scene, not WandaVision, Wanda. Um, she she had the uh, the book that Doctor Strange owns. It's mm-hmm. his book, mm-hmm. uh, which you know that's how they're going to be connected, uh, which sure. is cool. Uh, I think she's gonna find a way to make her kids real uh and i think she'll be able i think she'll be bringing back quicksilver but the original marvel quicksilver or or yeah i don't but i don't know because if they do mix x-men then it would be weird to have two but it's like i you know i have no idea what their plan is i think that's the intention yes Yeah. yeah um yeah no absolutely um well so um my thoughts towards the end um, were the... I remember thinking, this is the best show on TV right now. Yes. Like, I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't seen it and we haven't spoiled it for you, do watch it. Yeah. Because it filled a nice gap in time for everybody. And I think it got really popular for not just its bells and whistles but because it's actually a show of substance yeah uh and purpose so um yeah i mean vision had so many great lines yes he did i was that's what i like and uh, i will say this about if i was to compare marvel and dc just on a general platform Mm -hmm. the writing in marvel they hired the right people they really did something right with the writing mm-hmm. and the language used and the phrases and creating original or thought-provoking content. Maybe not always original, but very inspired and good mm-hmm. uh, lines that are remember are memorable, right? DC, I feel, is much more of a literal like universe. Like it, it doesn't doesn't have a lot of the punch mm-hmm. or the depth of writing as maybe some of the Marvel right, shows might have. Right. And I'm looking to be challenged. Like, I would love to see it be challenged. And maybe I don't have as much... Like, I will say that I've ne- I've, I haven't watched all of the DC movies or TV shows or even, like, really know that much about the comics. So maybe I'm wrong. I would like to be proved right. Yes. So that's just what I've noticed is that these Marvel TV shows and these Marvel movies... They've got some pretty deep uh, writing, and so good stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. They really do. Uh, I personally, I think, and I loved Endgame. Uh, it made me cry. Um, and I, I think WandaVision is the best piece of, uh, the best thing MCU has ever created. I think, I think it's just, it's, no, and it, it wouldn't have been as good if they didn't have the build up. You know, like all the, all the other movies. Sure. You know, 
but I I just think that it it was they really hit a home run with with one of they delivered yes they did um and I loved that scene again spoiler yeah between um vision and um do we call him White Vision? What is, yeah, is uh, his, I think his, his actual name is White Vision. Okay. Such an obscure thing to pull from the comics. Because yeah. he's like in the old comics. That was cool. It was cool. That was cool. I, I really like that. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, and then they have that kind of conversation with each other. You know? the, yes. And Paul Bettany in an interview said he, would, he, he trolled everybody. He was like, yeah. I'm really excited to work with... Uh, one of my favorite actors, so someone I, funny. someone I've been wanting to work with for a long time, high respect for him, and then it's himself. That's gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> final thoughts about Wandavision. Uh, God is a woman, and her name is Elizabeth Olsen. Just saying. Yes, That's I my... will. I will agree with that. Um, so many great Wandavision memes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a yes. lot of good ones. Uh, final thoughts. I need more Agatha Harkness. Yeah, I need. She more. Was... I don't know how or when or where, but I need it, mm-hmm. and she killed it. Like she I did. loved it. I love uh, that actress too. Yeah, she's great. Every, um, the whole cast. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Before we end on Wandavision, I'm just so glad that like, uh, Randall Park is finally getting like the recognition he deserves. Yeah. Like I've loved him for so long. My I think my favorite piece of work he's done is uh, Always Be My Maybe. It's like one of my top movies. So good. It's on Netflix. You should go watch it. Uh, but I'm just so glad that Randall Park is like, like everybody, like on TikTok, all you saw was stuff about Randall Park and like all positivity about Randall Park. We stand uh, Randall Park. For yes. Sure. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh, oh, this is kind of obscure. Um, little tidbit. Did you ever watch that 70s show? I know, but I've been wanting to. Ooh. I've been, wait. Okay. No, that's, sorry, that's not true. I've been wanting to watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I get the two confused. You should do both. Okay, I'll <laughs> You should both. watch both. Uh, they're both great shows for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, anyways, I won't talk too much about It's Always Sunny. Because the point is that you're supposed to hate them. Like, gotcha, that's gotcha. That's the moral. I love a good show like that. You know, you're, sub- they're not good people. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, why do you love this show? Like, these people suck. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyways, uh, that 70s show was right in line with, like, my, uh, my age, my time period, right, when we were watching TV, uh, or even, like, late night TV and stuff like that. It was always on. It's so good. Love it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, the mom, Mrs. Foreman, in mm-hmm. that show, has a cameo in WandaVision. Oh, wow. So, you remember the, uh, first couple that comes over to Wanda and yes. Vision's house and they have dinner and it's the boss guy and his wife, you know? Well, uh, that lady, that actor, she is Mrs. Foreman in that 70s show. So she's kind of reliving that kind of like... Whoa. Yeah, that, that character. So and cool. it was so great. I loved it. That was so much fun for me. Uh, I think other people might have caught that and felt that as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was a nice little tie back to Mm -hmm. some other cultural references uh that was cool um yeah final thoughts i thought it was the best show on tv yes this year so far yeah and um yeah very excited to see what happens next yeah yeah um i would like to briefly touch on the winter soldier and the fat or the falcon over the shoulder Mm -hmm. uh spoiler free um 
I don't really want to talk about like the content too much just because it's so fresh, but I want to give my spoiler-free opinion if you would like to also. No, sorry. I'm all out of opinions. Oh, okay. No, well, no go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. I've got enough for the both of us. Um, going into it, I didn't have high hopes. Um, not that I don't like the two characters, but like, I, I knew there was no way it was going to follow up WandaVision. Um, and uh, I, I love uh, Anthony Mackie. Uh, I think he's such a great actor. I think he's a perfect actor for uh, the Falcon. Uh, Sebastian Stan is also great. I feel like they work really well together. Um, it's 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 been uh, more of a like a uh, universally accepted thing currently um, that like Marvel is very it's a lot of it is military propaganda uh, and I don't think WandaVision was WandaVision is separate, but like. Well. Every episode did have the military in it, though. Did it? Oh, Remember, well, they had... Outside the yeah, bubble. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yes, they were pretty much the I bad guys. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just like, okay, maybe they won't like go super hard on the military in this one. You know, like, it's going to have fight scenes. It's Marvel. They're a comic book company. Um, and then just, like, the first, the first, like... 10 minutes I was just like wow I want to turn this off because it's like why why is Sam back at the military it's just like why would he I he... think that's intentional I hope so I think so there's there's a line in there that really got me thinking that all of that was intentional and he's going to have a separation from them right? I, I really and so I think it was um, when he's giving that speech remember oh gosh yeah. now I've done a I no, it's not a spoiler. It's I haven't spoiler. said anything. Yeah. Anyways, um, there might be a spoiler. I don't know. That's okay. I'm just wow. gonna generalize. Okay, so there's, from my opinion and perspective, I felt like it was setting up, sort of this, this moment you do hate the military and you do see that it's flawed mm. and, um, you know maybe not ethical and things like that. So I feel like they're setting up the break from the military. That's kind of where I took it, uh, especially how the sh- how the episode ends, and yeah. where he's just like, you know what I mean? He's yeah. What happens? I'm not gonna spoil it. Right. But at right. the end, what happens is very much I think the sign of him being like, oh yeah, no, I we ain't doing this, no. And so I think that's kind of what's happening. I, I really I hope know. so. I'm, I'm hoping so too. Because it was like, you know, the Sam was like uh, violating like a, 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 like a whole like thing with, with other countries. I don't know the right word, like a policy or a treaty or whatever. It's just like, you know, just illegally went into another country and international jurisdiction yeah just like in no consequence at all um and just like literally killed people um but did he i don't think he actually passed that line what do you mean oh he was he was he was technically serving in a country that has u.s jurisdiction to protect but then that line that zone is where he almost it got really close uh, yeah. Again, spoiler, but uh, right. so I get what you're saying though because it still felt odd 
Yeah. Uh, and so I think Marvel is being smart and trying to set up like, obviously the, <laughs> historically, uh-huh. we have had as Americans a very hot and cold respect and not disrespect, but dissatisfied or disappointment with our military. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so I think that's what they're trying to touch on, and they're trying to use this military uh, narrative to touch on like, hey, the military is not always right. It's not always doing the right thing. And I think that's what they're going for. And that first episode is to be the exposition or the starting point of getting you to be like coming out of that Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. So we recognize that these people are usually called heroes. These people are protecting us and everyone they serve. But is that always the case? You know, is that the truth? So mm-hmm. I think that's where my thoughts are going. I'm hoping that they're going to go with Sam in a kind of independent and ethical, like awesome, you know, heroic, but not, not not militaristic yeah yeah Yeah. that's kind of what i'm thinking they're gonna go i don't we'll see yeah i it's just the first episode we'll see right right we'll see um shall we wrap it up i've got a question okay yeah okay this might be a debate okay i love that all right we're gonna wrap it up here on onward um i have a question for you and for you listener as well to debate silently in your car alone are we farming plants or are they farming us? That's a good question. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Holy. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I'm going to be thinking about this all day. Let Jacob. me, I'll, I'll add my two cents while you collect yours. Okay. okay. So we get oxygen from plants. And in turn, they use, you know, sunlight, open spaces, water, resources, our labor, and carbon dioxide, right, to grow and basically cover the world, right, take over the world. And their whole point, and they're really good at this, is propagating and making seeds and expanding, right, and growing themselves, Mm -hmm. right? So much so that if we left them alone... They would still do it. Yeah. But we need them. Right? We need them to live. We need them to breathe. We need them to, uh, you know, eat and things like that. And so, yes, we are farming them. Both are correct. Both are true. Does it mean the end game is that we're farming them or are they farming us? My point being is that if we're truly farming them, we would, here, let me regather. They're, I think, the way I'm thinking about it is they're, they're knowledgeable that we need them, and they're growing and growing, and for their survival, it makes sense for them to be happy or be okay, again, they're not technically like sentient beings or anything like that right 
be happy or well, be okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. Be, I'm just saying, like, they're not having complex consciousness and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they don't can make music. This. That's kind of cool. They can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I think I think they might be farming us. I think that's out of the two options. I think that's the more correct option. Yeah. But it's like, would you consider farming? A cycle or a linear process because if you if you with the the nature of the question is you know realistically I mean it's like it life is is a cycle yeah you know like they feed us we feed them they feed us we feed them but you're talking about a process yeah but I think like if you think about farming specifically I feel like the act of farming is very linear like there's no other than like making sure they're happy there's no like giving back you know if 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 us dying and fertilizing the land is us giving back you know in 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 farming there's none of that well fertilizer but but that's that's only for the profit of our own i see what you're saying you're saying the context of the question is in the language used right i think so so the word farming itself implies a process it implies intent it implies you know humans created farming right Mm -hmm. so that we could know when something grows how it grows what it needs to grow and then harvest it and then do it again and repeat that's farming right and so i i see i see that and that is there in the uh, problem with the Mm -hmm. question itself or at least the language of the question so maybe there's a better way to pose the question for it to make more perfect sense. But I'm also thinking about it as when we die, right, we nourish plants. Mm-hmm. We just return to the earth, right? Um, I mean, technically, people put themselves in little boxes. That's weird, Yeah. by that's the way. Weird. I think we should quit that. I think so too. We should cancel cemeteries and stuff like that. Well, maybe not cemeteries because it's still kind of cool to have like a place to go. A place, yes. But just boxes, just the the coffins and that stuff. Like that's odd. It's not good for the environment. It's not good for your wallet. It's weird. Maybe I could. I like. I I could be down with it if it was like a customizable thing. Like if I could customize my coffin. Like if I could put like hot flames on it. You can. Well, I can, but it's like, who's going to help me with picking out my coffin now? That's going to be... Nobody's going to want to do that. You can write a living will. That's true. You could say, I want my coffin to be all pink with blue flames mm. and a uh, a Pikachu on the, on the top. Okay. I mean, that's kind of lit, kinda honestly. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, I, um, think, I think I would... Oh, my God. I saw... Oh, never mind. Sorry. I'll tell you after. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think we should get rid of coffins or, um, caskets. Is there a difference between a coffin and a casket? I associate coffin with a vampire because I feel like coffins, I don't know. I have never mind. That's a great question, actually. You know? I've never really thought about it. I thought it was just linguistics. I thought it was just kind of like some people say coffin, some people say casket. Could be, could be, yeah. Um. Could be only vampires say coffin. Mm. And you know, you just admitted to being a vampire, so I've never mm. seen you eat garlic before. Um, just saying. Go ahead. 
So keep going. Point out some more things. <laughs> you wear a lot of dark colors. Yeah, you cover up. I don't know, man. What's going on? That's kind of I, odd. I think right? I gotta get out of here. That's weird. Um, yeah. If you don't hear from us next week, it's because I've uncovered Jacob's very dark secret. Does Olivia know? Are you being honest with Olivia about your? She's already been turned. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> You're you you come into the nest. <laughs> Hey, you know what's funny though? Uh, Luca, our dog. Uh-huh. So this was an unintentional habit or unintentional training, right? Mm-hmm. So we trained him intentionally to respect boundaries, like doorways, mm-hmm. right? And so like he knows that right now, okay, we're in our dining room where we eat food. And so there's doors here, doorways. So he knows to stay behind the line unless he's invited in and we say that's okay right and so because we do that because when people are eating like that's just we don't want our dogs to just be like chilling like we kind of yeah yeah we just don't want that it's not comfortable anyways so he knows to stay at the doorway well he started doing that with like all doorways and like even like jumping on the couch or the bed and stuff like that and so unintentionally we created a vampire dog because vampires, oh, they... they have to be let in yeah. or invited into a residence for them to, you know. So uh, we've unintentionally created a vampire dog that now respects boundaries so much that, like a vampire, he has to be invited in. Wow. So we are vampires. And, That's uh, pretty cool. We're proud. So. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with I think being a vampire would, cool, would be cool. Uh... I don't really see any downside except living forever. Uh, yeah, can't get down that's to that. That's a pretty heavy downside, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you could like DIY it whenever you're ready, I guess. That is fair. But that is fair. That's, but that's a heavy burden to, you know, you gotta see, you gotta see the world. I want to turn into a bat. You know what I mean? That, like that's oh, that makes up for it. Here, yeah. Here's what I would do if I was a vampire. I would purposefully wait yes i would do this on purpose i would turn into a bat and live my life as a bat mm-hmm. that's what i would do that makes sense you could live in austin rent free yeah um, i would i would or anywhere you know what i would do i would be like king bat like i would be like yo everybody that's pretty cool what's up i'm new here and they'd be like okay that's kind of weird like we don't really do that but i'd be like yo i'm new here new in town i'm new say i'm new in town (laughs) and uh i'm just here y'all and then time passes on and all the bats in my 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 uh what are what group of bats called uh i think we should be the deciding factor for Um, a group of bats a batch Oh my god. A batch of bats. A batch of bats. Yes. I mean, it's there. It's, yeah. It's perfect. something. I don't know. We'll see. A cluster? I feel like that's a little clunky. Yeah. Okay, anyways, a batch of bats uh, under a bridge, right? Over time, year after year goes by, and they're like, dude, this bat's not dying. I think he might be our Lord and Savior. And I know this is kind of touching on like bat religion, bat but. It's not a bad idea. I mean, think idea. about it. Being King Bat, come on. 
be pretty cool. Ooh, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. You could like do like dives and just teach everyone to like follow you and stuff. That'd be so cool. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. Have I ever told the bat in my car story? Uh, on this? No. Um, I woke up early for school when I lived in Grand Prairie, and I had to go to school in Mansfield. Uh, and I left my windows cracked because it was in this, or it wasn't in that summer, but it was hot. Uh, and I opened my door and a bat flies out. Mm. That's the whole story. Uh, I, just, I love bats. Yeah. It freaked me out, but it was also really cool. Because a bat was in my, it chose my car to be you in. You were chosen, yeah. Yeah. See, I would have been sad that it left. I, it, I was a little bummed. I would have been like, yo, I thought we were, I thought we were cool. Yeah. I, I did. We were hanging out. For the next month, I did like make sure to leave my windows open in case it came back. You know, enough a, for a bat to get idea. in, not enough for an arm to get in to unlock it. You know, yeah. you know. Those are different things. They are. Yeah. They are. Because um, you'd rather have, you know, a. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. A bat um, inside of your car. Than yeah. A human than being. Human, uh, that's just. Yeah. That's logic. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think I think we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> I think that's our show. Yeah, a batch uh, of bats. <laughs> a batch of bats. Ooh, there's and plants are farming that, us. So. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole the whole thing is plants are farming us and a batch of bats. That was our accomplishment. Yes. Today. Yeah. yeah. We we come into this not knowing what we're gonna take away, and then we take away nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Okay, that's a good point. You know, yeah. this is a show about improvisation nothing. Yeah. and nothing. Oh, so fun. It's good to be back. It. Yes. Yeah. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning back into Onward. Uh, we're gonna try and uh, these. I feel like the next few weeks are uh, still also going to be a little bit hectic, mm-hmm. uh, but we're gonna try and get hopefully uh, try and get back on a semi regular schedule. But we will see. Um, I usually post updates, uh, on my Instagram, uh, if, you know, if you guys, uh, want to make sure you know what's going on, uh, you can find me on Instagram at, uh, bumble.b, uh, there's a second letter B in the middle of Bumble, that's how you know it's me, bumble.b, B-E-A, um, so I'll, I'll post updates there. Uh, and would you like to plug anything? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram and now LinkedIn. I'm, oh. I'm back on LinkedIn on purpose. Uh, I'm, you know, you know, I like writing mm-hmm. and for a long time I just wasn't sharing my writing and now I'm going to be posting weekly articles and blog posts st- uh, directly on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just, you know, look up at Jacob Guidry, um, I am the one that is a teacher, <laughs> and uh, you can probably find me. If you can't find me, let us know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm on Instagram at Jacob A Guidry as well. That's G U I D R Y. Um, I I somewhat post on there. I post updates for this. Yeah. And I post bird content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, motivational, inspirational things. Mm-hmm. Um. And sometimes a little bit of humor. Yeah. Or some music, right? That's yeah, kind of what yeah. I do. You have a nice That's about solid. it. Yeah. It's diverse. It's diverse. Yeah. Um, you know, the occasional activism, of course, because you got you to gotta do something, you know? Yeah. You can't just be silent. So. Uh, That's true. So, yeah. Um, that is us. This is Onward. And thank you. Thank you.